Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Best mini golf obstacle. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. Hal Lublin steps up. He's got his putter in his hand. It's a calm wind blowing. Not too much. Doesn't matter. The ball never leaves the ground. And, oh, it's in the lava. Too Damn bad it. for Hal Lublin. Too bad. Ugh. Hal, uh, <laughs> this, when we saw this topic, we were both very excited. Yes. Yes, we were. This was suggested by Shelly Godifrin. Oh, Shelly. Hi, Shelly. Who always in the Facebook group, which is mm-hmm. facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash we got this podcast, will come in. No matter what the topic is, she will come in hot afterwards and not only question or support the decision, but the entire methodology goes on trial. <laughs> Everything goes on trial. Thank you, Shelly. Grabs, grabs the suspenders and the mm-hmm. uh, extending, the extending uh, pointer. That's right. Because they, they didn't have the laser pointer in the days of Clarence Darrow. No, they didn't. No, they did. It was only two years after that. You so know what else they didn't this. have back then? What? Miniature golf, Hal. Hal, we can't talk about this by ourselves. We need help. That's right. We have a friend who I met last year in Nashville, and you would have been there, Mark, if I had checked my email and known that they invited We Got This to the convention. He is a co-founder of the Multitude Podcast Network. He hosts Join the Party and is one of the creators, one of the originators of the horse podcast on which I have appeared talking about basketball. It's Eric Silver. What's up, Eric? That's me. Hello. <laughs> From your hey, beautiful like Multitude your... studio, by the way. Thank yeah. you. We're just commenting on it before we started recording. I know that you're going to take a photo because I've looked at your social media to make sure that I would be properly <laughs> prepared for this. Oh, and I'm there's going to be this photo of me where it looks like this is a found footage horror movie. Of <laughs> it does look like a security camera. Right. This is like the Five Nights at Freddy's, like <laughs> putting it together. It's like there's a podcaster who's reporting on the fact that the Freddy's monsters come to life. So oh. you're going to see this. That's a good, that's a good COVID horror movie. There have been COVID horror movies. Mm. I like it. I'm really waiting for podcaster to be like the job du jour of both <laughs> horror movies and rom coms. Oh, like, yeah. isn't that like the schlubby guy? Like if, if knocked up was happening in 2021 then mm-hmm. seth rogan's character instead of doing a mr skin ripoff which <laughs> aged so well thank you yeah <laughs> it's like no yeah, they yeah. have a terrible podcast together where they argue about movies oh that is 100 percent true they tried to do it that tv show with zach braff tried to do it was that his job was podcaster he was a podcaster no, that's, that's where we I, tried to where they tried to convince us that alex bloomberg uh, public radio master turned capitalist captain apparently is a relatable person for a network sitcom. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know if they, I don't know if the podcaster is going to make the top slot if that show's going to take off, but definitely a sidekick who has a podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah it's yeah. going to be a thing mm-hmm. for a very long time. 
which I'm I'm here for. So really esoteric podcast. It's like <laughs> which cheese is best? Twenty episodes. <laughs> Look, you basically just described our show. <laughs> but we do it in one. And name that tune. We're the winner. We can yeah. do it in one episode. We don't need twenty episodes to pick yeah. the best cheese. Look, please. we don't do esoterica on this show. Like, what's the best cheese? No, we do important stories. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the best? Miniature golf obstacle. Yes. Yeah, that is what we are here to talk about today. Eric, you picked this topic. Yes, I did. Among a few others, but this is the shining star and the one you were most excited about when you gave us your choices off the list. Why did you pick it? Tell us about your life as a mini golfer. Absolutely. I feel like mini golf combines the things that I love the most, which is one, the skill and sportingness of an actual like sport. But the low stakes and the ability for me to drink beer at the same time. I hundred percent. And, and like the fact that I can have a purple ball really speaks <laughs> to me. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm not gonna go out of the links. I'm not gonna like do any business deals. I wanna hit it in this clown's mouth and I want to find the hex code of my ball later. Like that's what I yeah. want. <laughs> Oh, I love that. Mark, were you a mini golfer? So as a child, Mm -hmm. I played in Northeast Philadelphia. We would go to to Burholm Park to play mini golf all the time. Then you would go down the shore to like Wildwood or Ocean City and you would play mini golf there. Like it was just all the time. My second date with my wife was mini golf at Sherman Oaks Castle Park. Great, Mm -hmm. great date. Great date activity. Perfect. It's so good. And it, you can be super, it does, it, it scratches my competitive itch. Even yeah. though there are no stakes, I get really competitive and want to do well, which, which, which is Jennifer the fun does. thing about it, I think. Yeah. That there yeah. are no stakes. So it's easy to get competitive and it's never a uh, hateful competitive. Yeah. Absolutely. It's well, always, now, what in, is your, enjoy. oh, by the way, actually, when I went to the CN Tower, Mm-hmm. Uh, in in Toronto when I was 19, which is the age at which you can legally drink. All I wanted to do was play laser tag and mini golf, and that was what I did. <laughs> we did not go to the top of the tower. We played, we played laser tag and mini golf at the base, and that was a great day for this guy right here. Uh, that's kind of how everyone drinks there, though, because I remember <laughs> I crossed. I thought it was funny when I crossed the border from the United States at Niagara Falls into Canada. And it's which is where a bunch of American 19 year olds uh, crossed the border to go drink in Canada. So all of the bars on the other side had mini golf and ski ball and bungee walls and all of this stuff. And I thought to myself, oh, yeah, this is what if I was 19, this was like, yeah, this is what I think a bar should be. It would be <laughs> it would be a bar that would be Josh Baskin's bar. From <laughs> I have a lot of experience actually doing these activities in that Toronto area because I went to a Jewish summer camp in the boonies of Ontario. No, my dad, my dad went there when he was a kid and like there is a constellation of Jewish summer camps that all belong mm-hmm. guys to the same system. And like that area of the Midwest, my dad is from Erie, Pennsylvania in between Cleveland and, and uh, Pittsburgh. So mm-hmm. he went to the one out in out outside of Toronto. So I went there with my brother starting when we were eight years old and we would always drive up together because we were coming all the way from New York City, which was not part of like the area. So we couldn't take a bus or whatever. 
So my dad found so many activities like this to entertain us. Like you said, <laughs> mini golf and laser tag in Toronto. And like, I, there's like 14 year old me sweating through an American Eagle t-shirt <laughs> and running around calling myself Sarge yeah. and yelling at a bunch at like some people that really didn't know how intense this laser tag was playing probably against how. At yeah. some point, <laughs> yeah, as a nineteen, you may have wound up. You may have wound up twelve-year-old you and nineteen-year-old Hal. <laughs> Who the hell is Sarge? Why am I letting him Sarge? Oh, the other memory you triggered. The other memory it triggered is that I remember going to Hamilton, Ontario, which mm-hmm. is like the Pittsburgh of. Ontario, like the biggest, the most <laughs> prominent thing in on in Hamilton are the giant smokestacks you can see okay. from miles away. <laughs> um, and I remember going to this this uh, uh, carting place, and it is the fat. It was some back alley dangerous ass carting. I remember going thirty miles per hour and ramming into my brother. <laughs> and even then, while I was having the time of my young life, I was like, "There needs to be some sort of rule system." <laughs> Shout out Hamilton, there. Ontario. Yeah, oh as a child God. reenacting the end of Ford versus Ferrari. <laughs> even, <laughs> even, and you would think that. Of all the places that Canada would be, would have some sort of regulation and safety in place, but no. Turns out, no. But mini golf is that high stake, especially when it's like in the dark or radiated, like the the neon. Oh, yeah. Blacklight, uh, blacklight mini golf. Blacklight mini golf. Yeah. I see. I like the crazy ones. Where I grew up, we had putt putt. And putt putt in the 1950s started as. We are not going to do all those shenanigans with windmills <laughs> and mouths and all that. No, this is going to be, there might be a curve. There might be a little hump, but we are grownups and putt-putt is a real sport. So that was my local growing up. And we're so respectable we would- Protestant families. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we play putt-putt. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> but I was Catholic. And what the Catholic kids did was we went to Gatlinburg. And that was it was like if you're not allowed to have – if you're only allowed to have Snackwell's fat-free cookies at home, <laughs> uh, then when you leave town and go on vacation, you're like, I'm going to pour Oreos in a bowl and pour milk on them and eat them like cereal. That was how we devoured gimmicky mini golf. So it was like me going to college. Yeah. (laughs) And discovering like, oh, I can just turn this dial and Fruit Loops will come out forever. Oh, no. Who kept this from me? I thought that Honey Nut Cheerios were sugar cereal. This is going to be great. Yeah. And I give it a Honey Nut Sugar cereal was twice a month I was allowed that. Yeah. There's ice cream where? Where are you keeping the ice cream? It's right there. There's hard and soft. Excuse me. I think I've already told the story on here, but just for Eric very quickly. One time you were only allowed to take like two cookies with you out of the cafeteria (laughs) at Haven. Classic. And I took, I had like a tray with 18 of them. And the, the woman told me that I had to either eat them or leave them there. So I left them there spelling out F U just the letters F U on the trays. And then I had to write a letter of apology. Yeah. I got reported and written up. (laughs) College. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. So we all have a fond affinity for mini golf, it seems. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you guys prefer the putt putt? No, we are grown ups about this mini golf, or do you want the zany stuff? Oh, the weirder the better. 100%. Yeah. I also want it to be difficult. And this is also the competitive yeah. person in me as well. Like, I want to compete. I yeah. want 
to do something that is zany. Because, like, the thing is about golf is that it's just, like, go that way. <laughs> and it's right. like, oh, there's some sand, there's some water. But, like, mm-hmm. if I need to go around obstacles, that is 100% what I want to do. Yeah. I want to challenge myself and I want to demonstrate to all my friends that although they might see me as a respectable person in this way, I am a golf master and they should treat me as such. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You deserve respect because those windmill blades are wide at that yeah. one particular course that you guys go to. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I went oh. to a mini golf place once out here. When I first moved to Los Angeles, I stayed in, in Valencia, way, way out there. And they had a mini golf place. That was just a series of putting greens. So it was actual uh, grass. It was the, I was so mad. That's not that mini I golf. Spent even a penny. I was like, there's not one. There's not even like a hump on the ground. There are no, there are no big plastic turtles. What am I doing here? Like, who is this for? This is, if you want to practice putting, you can just go to your country club and there's a putting green with like five holes and you can just, whoa, 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 easy, easy privilege. You can just go to your country club. Well, they can. I don't have a country club. (laughs) I went to the country club diner as a kid. (laughs) The weirdest part about that, (laughs) the weirdest part about that was, uh, especially all the people uh, who are driving past you and was like, Hey, get out of the way of the driving range. People paid for this. (laughs) (laughs) I look, Hey, just calm down. I'm practicing. Uh-huh. I'm short game. I'm doing mini golf. Yeah. Look, I'm almost done. It's I only have 14 more holes to go. Oh my god. I'm forgetting the map. Stop talking to me. <laughs> Get out of the way. Yeah. But we did. We had. I think what was the putt putt. Uh, I think that that franchise was in the Northeast, and it was like the few times I went there, it was always a massive letdown. I I want yeah, crazy, there, there, but I don't. I hate indoor because it feels like they're trying to cram. feels like you're trying to turn a one bedroom apartment into a four bedroom apartment. Oh, I don't mind. No indoor. room. And I don't like, I don't, I don't like the fake smoke. I don't like the fake smoke. I want to see to what's me, it's going like on. A, it's like a dark ride at Disney. I like the dark rides. You want to play mini golf inside Mr. Toad's wild ride? A hundred percent. Have we met? That's true. Yeah. I would love that to would play mini fun. golf inside Mr. Toad's wild ride. The dynamo. The ride where the whole point is you get drunk, drive a car, get in a crash with a train and go to hell. <laughs> That's the plot of that ride. <laughs> if I walked up to a mini golf course and it was called Mr. Toad's wild ride, <laughs> I would buy a season pass. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> like divorce from all the Disney. Just if that was the name, I'd be like, yeah, dude. I don't even, can I, can I pre punch this punch card for you? Oh, man. Can I have a job just so I can come here after hours to continue the fun? I just, I need, I am telling you right now, I need a 30% discount. Can, do you have availability? Oh, my God. What do you do? Oh, I'm a caddy over at the, oh, how much you make? Oh, just, I get a 30% discount. It's great. Tips though. Tips, Tips though. though. Sometimes a six-year-old will put their ice cream directly <laughs> into my hand. I got a parachute soldier last week. Oh, Definitely man. hold on to that one. What was your all right, what was your number one in the cheap bin in the arcade frequently adjacent to a miniature golf course? You get some ski ball tickets, but you don't get that many. You gotta get something uh, out of the cheap bin. It has to be sticky hand, right? <laughs> sticky hand is pretty great i was uh finger cuffs oh that's a good one finger cuffs are always fun 
is Super Bowl. Does that count? The little rubber. Yeah, Super Bowl was on the list. I would. I like a Super Bowl. I want something that yeah. bounces really high that I can toss off walls. Yeah. This is also our um, all of our superhero code names. <laughs> Super hands, Ball, Super Ball, and finger cups, and finger cups, and finger. Cups. <laughs> oh jeez! <laughs> you picked it, dude. Just live with it. Don't uh, kink shame true. yourself. That's true. I'm not kink shaming myself. <laughs> all right, hey guys, yep. but we're done playing video games in the arcade. Let's go out onto our course. I think this will be a fun way to determine which one of these is the best obstacle. So we've put together here an 18-hole miniature golf course for us to play right now. I love this because I wasn't sure how this prep was going to go. And then Hal sent me a document and say, hey, just for reference, like you would scribble down five ideas (laughs) and one of them was clown. (laughs) But then I look at it and it's this beautifully manicured table with all 18 holes and an obstacle on each one. And I'm like, Oh, we're in the big leagues now. Put me in, coach. Let's go. <laughs> Look, we learned from the best. We learned from Kate McManus, and she's the best. <laughs> I was on the True. Toledo Mudheads before, but I'm yeah. like a major leaguer right now. Yeah. Steak dinner, baby. Uh, <laughs> all right. So we're stepping up to the first hole. The first hole is very simple. It's a hill. A straight-on hill. Mm. Look, a hill is fun in a game of golf. It's not going to win. Best obstacle. Right. Are we all in agreement on this? Uh, yes. yes. I don't think favorite. Wait, so are we saying is it best? Is it favorite? Or just like- That's a good call. What do we want the criteria to be? Yeah, I think we're looking for the best. So it can't be the favorite. I think we're looking for something that combines fun, but also is a challenge. Mm-hmm. You want, Because I think you want to, if you're able to defeat this obstacle or somehow use it use it properly like some of these are banked areas or rise areas where you can get an angle and maybe get a hole in one that way but you want to feel accomplished when you get past it yeah, yeah. i agree with this this, right. this speaks to my dungeon master brain um, which i'm really glad that i did and one of the choices was best dungeon dragons class and i just want to come out and say it's monk like i don't even know why we need to argue about it it's just monk. but <laughs> we have to talk off about face. this because no, because I'm cur- I create I have D and D Beyond and I've created like forty characters just for fun. Yeah, of course. I, I tend to I tend to play magic users all the time because spells. But right. uh, I made a monk and I was like, I don't know what I. It doesn't seem like he can do a lot of damage, but we'll talk about it later. I, I no. Well, the, the, yeah. to the point, Ed, join the party is a Dungeon Dragons podcast. So I am the DM of that and it really speaks to that part of the brain. So it's this idea of, and why I want the wackiness of this mm-hmm. is I want to imagine that the mini golf maker is watching you play, like maybe from a perch <laughs> three stories up and has like opera glasses. And like, like, uh, mm. like Seneca Crane in the Hunger Games as he just yeah. walks around and <laughs> release the wolves. Yeah. And it's like, what did they do? And I think that this might be my my personal criteria as I figure out what is best is like what has challenged you, but also you're delighted in having fun that yeah. Seneca Crane with his uh, opera glasses is like, mm, <laughs> yes, I've done yeah. it. Yeah. You don't want to be like glaring back at him like you almost killed me, you murderer. No, you want to. Well, well, well played. Yeah. Uh, a, glo- and, a gloved clap. Yeah. I feel like a lot of these slopes are like. Or the opposite of what we're looking for. Yeah. That, the, uh, the, look, I'm going to be honest with you. I had like 11 contenders. All right. Let's move on to hole number two. Hole number two is uh, the same as hole number one, a hill, except it's an angled hill. These 
uh, these are eliminated not just because they are not terribly exciting, but also because I hate them. Mm. <laughs> An angled hill on a mini golf course sends me so off trajectory. I, I don't understand physics, so I'm not good at mini golf. You don't know the angle. You have to know the angle if you're going exactly. uphill or downhill. Else. Now, would you, is it worse? Is it more frustrating to be, to be higher up and have to go down into the hole or would you, or is it harder to go up and get to the hole that way? Because you're trying to, to hit it just right. You, you don't want to hit it too hard because it'll yeah. bounce off the wall and come right, right, right back down. Is that harder for you? For me, I, if I'm at the top going down, it's easier because I just tap it as gently as I can. And sure. then if it, if my trajectory is off, at least it's going to stop when it gets to the bottom of the hill. Mm-hmm. Yes. This is what I'm saying. The opposite, like you don't get joy when you do it, but when you yeah. mess up, especially if you're shooting up and then it rolls all the way back down. Exactly. It's just like, I'm going to, I pay taxes. Why can't I do this? <laughs> <laughs> Oh. I I have so much debt from college. Why why can't I figure this out? <laughs> why yeah. is this on top of that? I have a degree why on that Sunday. Yeah. It's bad why, enough. Why I do like that? Why is this pirate themed? And yet <laughs> no. it's just a hill. Do you I, I want to ask this before we go any further. This is important. Do uh-huh. you or have you ever do you or do you make a regular everybody's done it at least once. Do you kick the ball in if you get really close and you're like tired of it? No. Oh, no. Never, I Mark. Don't. Never. Never either of you. Never in your lives. Never in my life. No. I wow. think it's the competitiveness, like the mm-hmm. Michael Jordan competitiveness, mm-hmm. not sure. like Shooter McGavin competitiveness, <laughs> where I want to decimate my opponent the right way because mm-hmm. of my sheer skill, not because I'm trying to save face. Hal has a lot more Shooter McGavin in him. That's not true. <laughs> I don't do that. I don't. If I'm, if I'm over the limit, I'll just go, I, I will, rather than just pick the ball up and move on, I will make sure it goes in the hole by hook or by crook. But I do mm. not, by and large, like to, and as a kid, like if I'm with my parents and one of us is doing really poorly, the other person would stand with their feet on either side of the hole just to make it easier. Sure. Like, let's yeah, move Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But now I would never, I would never, Mark, how dare you besmirch my <laughs> golfing uh, status here on this podcast in I'm front sorry. of thousands. I'm sorry, Hal. I apologize. You know what? We'll talk about it later in the country club. <laughs> I'll be having the Caesar salad. <laughs> All right. Hole number three, the L turn. Again, another simple one. That's just knowing angles. It's a dog leg. A dog leg. It's not going to win. It's a dog leg. Right. If it's like regular golf, it's not yeah. fun. Neither yeah. is number four, exactly. a hump, which is like a speed bump. Just, uh, I differentiate that from a hill in that it's small and it's designed to just, you got to get over it. I like when there's a bunch of them. It That's is fun, fun when there's a bunch of them that you can do like a little slaloming. Oh, if you get that right, you feel like, like the, the lord of all time and creation. If you do three humps in a row. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Three humps and then in. <laughs> Cause if you master those three, it's like, that's go buy a lottery ticket. If yeah. You can do that. Hundred percent. I think this is the best one out of the first four, which are all just like, if I can do this, can I make this an Animal Crossing? Are these first four? <laughs> <laughs> can you make a mini golf course in Animal Crossing? Oh, I don't. I don't yeah, know. Sort of. I'm not sure. You could draw one on. You could draw on the hole and stuff, but you could make a facsimile of one. I'm sure right. someone is screaming at their phone yeah. right now, being like, I didn't spend 20 hours <laughs> for Eric's <laughs> you need the dodo, dodo coach. 
<laughs> for me to recreate my <laughs> my happy Gilmore jersey <laughs> in the clothes editor and put it together. <laughs> oh God. All right. Well, let's all go mini golfing and animal crossing. Yeah. But first we have to finish this course. We're on to hole number six, hole number six, sl- uh, no, sorry, uh, hole number five, blocks. Just little blocks in the way. <sighs> Not going to win. It feels unfinished. Yeah, yeah. Number six feels finished and is uh, frequently a lot of fun. That is the, this is another one that if you get it right and you nail mm. it, you feel so good about yourself, is the right angle zigzag block. So there's no clear path to the hole, but if you can bank it correctly off a series of right angle triangles, it will continue on in the right direction. Yeah. That yes. one is a, that one I think is a, is a subtle masterpiece. It's the same skill set that you would use to be good at pool is knowing yeah. angles and knowing just basic geometry angle of reflection is what yeah. you're looking for. And also velocity, how fast you have to hit it to get it mm-hmm. to go. I feel like pool people and mini golf people don't mix. I feel like they're too <laughs> separate. Although it's very similar, like yeah. motions and skills. Yeah. It's like, no, no, no. I need to have my fun with colored balls inside a dank bar. <laughs> it's like, no, no, no. You don't understand. I need to have fun with my colored balls hitting them in, at different angles outside with eight year olds around. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it's whether you want your beer out of glass or plastic as well. Mm-hmm. Because I think that at a mini golf course, they usually put it in a plastic cup with a lid and a sippy straw. Fair. By the way, if it's pirate themed, it counts for both. (laughs) That's right. By the way, every billiards hall you go to will either be the worst lit place or the most overlit place you've ever been. Like, you know, it's a serious place when it's like there are 900 fluorescent lights on the ceiling. So you can't miss. There are no shadows. You can see everything. You can train for the Olympics or whatever the top of your sport is. You can be the Jeanette Lee of the 21st (laughs) century, whatever you want. You can also tell if there's more than one person that has a glove that fits only a couple weirdly of their fingers. Yeah. Like an archer. Yeah. That's like a very specific glove for this Mm. one thing. (laughs) He has a button down shirt that says finger cuffs on the back. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, oh, oh, he's a fan of my superhero alter ego. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, you sponsored him. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Our next one. Uh, now I think we're getting kind of fun. Now we're getting into the cooler ones. And these you will actually find on the more manicured miniature golf courses rather than the uh, rinky dink ones, as they used to call them back in the day. In you didn't think I was going to do this without a little bit of history. Sure. Do you know how all of these obstacles wound up on miniature golf courses? It was punishment. It was the Great Depression. Oh, you were close with punishment. <laughs> yeah. See, <laughs> the idea during the Great Depression came about because it was mini golf courses had always been around, but they were these beautiful miniature versions of actual golf courses, little sand traps, little water hazards, like frequently of the golf course that it was next to just a mini version but in the depression they didn't have money so they'd be like hey just throw that uh throw that pipe out there he's got to hit it through the pipe uh or make him go around these tires and then a guy from east tennessee where i'm from in the 20s took that idea and opened up a giant chain and then it became immensely popular uh, after that. So there's just a little bit of the history for you. I say that because this one the bridge makes me think of 
this sort of bridges the two different styles of mini golf courses. This feels like one that you would find at a rinky dink or a, you know, colorful themed or whatever course, but also at like a well manicured, the mini golf course on some, you know, on house country club. <laughs> Groverton Downs. <laughs> Groverton Downs Country Club. Yes, we had one of those. Uh, named after General Groverton Downs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he slept there in Ooh. 1791. You have to know a relative of his to get it. <laughs> That's right. Down, <laughs> Groverton Downs of the American Revolution is our group. We're GDAR. <laughs> and if you're, if you're not on the GDAR radar, you ain't getting in. That's what they say. Ooh. And it says that in Latin over the door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it's, it's weird fine. that there's a Latin word for radar. Uh, no, it's, it's fine. Radar. I know, I know, uh, his grandchild. You know, oh, we go from college. I called him Downsy. There you go. No, Downsy can hook me up. He's like, hey, what's up, dude? What's up, Downsy, dude? Three popped collars. Oh my Downsy, God. Like my that man. He just, hey, uh, my friend Hal's in there. Can you let me in? <laughs> I sneak over the wall again. We're t- but we're talking about the bridge, and this is when the course or the pathway from the T to the hole narrows at some point into a bridge that goes over an actual water feature. Mm-hmm. You guys both made us sound like that is not an exciting one. No, I, I think that it depends on the water feature because you know when oh, okay. there's like that cup that's attached to a, a pole is like hanging on a hook and you're yeah. like, oh, man. I bet my water, I bet my ball can go in the river and then I gotta fish it out before I lose it. And the guy at the front is gonna charge me six (laughs) dollars. Like I gotta grab it. And then it's like, oh, it's on. So I feel like this is subject to the water beneath it. Yeah. But that also, that's an interesting point though. That makes this one a stakes raiser in that you could potentially lose your ball and have to spend six dollars on another ball from the guy at the front. So it is, you know. Non-artificial, ironic stakes if you're an adult and, you know, feverish stakes if you're a child, but. I'm sure I've lost a mini golf ball before, generally in like a really thick shrub, but it's, I've never seen a water feature. I'm like, well, that's the Mariana Trench. If it goes in there and I can't get it with the pole, it's gone forever. It's going to be all those creatures from Aquaman are just going to eat it up. That's their whole diet are, are, Pink and blue and purple and orange <laughs> and green and yellow golf balls that get dropped. By the way, if you get stuck with the white mini golf ball, first of all, if the place only has white balls, you know that it's going to be the worst time ever. Yeah. But or stuck, it's going to be the, the jankiest, most amazing time ever. Yeah. If because you get, they don't, they don't get proprietary about it. Like hey, when they, when it, who cares when it falls behind the barbed wire, just go buy a box of Titleist. <laughs> <laughs> but if you have one of those, if you select that, you might as well just eat mayonnaise out of the jar for all three of your meals <laughs> every single day. You're playing mini golf. Live a little. Yeah. Hey, I'm right. Vinny Giovanni, and here's here's my new golf course, <laughs> Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. <laughs> May I have a season pass, please? <laughs> Mr. Giovanni, I love it. <laughs> all right. Oh uh God. We're going to, uh, we got two, uh, another one coming up. Number eight. We are on hole number eight now, and that is the ramp jump. The ramp jump is similar to the bridge in that there is a space in the green where it does, where it goes over either a chasm or water or lava or whatever is in this particular course. Uh, but there is no bridge. So you have to give it a little oomph and get it over. So if you're not using the cup on a stick to get your ball at 
uh, hole number seven, you might need it during hole number eight. Yeah. Thoughts? I think it's more, more challenging than it is fun would be what I would say. Yeah. I do like the idea of my ball getting air, which is mm. the peak <laughs> of my 11 year old life. Is like, sure. oh, did you see that? I made my ball fly in the air, but it was for okay reasons. But this also introduces the uh, extra layer of difficulty in not hitting your ball terribly outside of the mini golf course mm-hmm. and then owing the other guy $6. Right. Uh, yeah. It's definitely. And there's nothing more embarrassing, I think, than hitting it so hard that it skitters away and you have to go run after it. Yeah. yeah. No finesse game. Is there a kid in the world who understands the, I know I didn't when I was a kid who understands the concept of just hit it a little bit harder than you would normally. Just a little bit harder. No, I'm I, talking I, I, arm full swing back. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've done that. Not. I've done that before. I clocked my mother in the face with a, with a <laughs> really. Yeah. Yeah. When I was like, I don't know, eight or nine oh, teen, God, that's I just cocked it back, <laughs> swung it as hard as I could. No idea. Yeah, I did. I legitimately, I don't know how I was a very weak child or else she would have had a bruise on her face. Oh my God. But I totally clocked her. I was so excited to be swinging that way. I just didn't check for clearance. I felt awful that I hit her, but I was like, I was like, for sure in my head, I will swing this like an actual golf club, which I didn't know how to do. And it will fly in the air and then land squarely in the cup and I will become president. Yeah. And then people Absolutely. will pick you up and put you on their shoulders and yeah. march you around. That's right. In slow motion. Parade down Broad I- Street. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't think I learned how to check for clearance until I was 26. (laughs) Uh, Which is scary because didn't you say that this was a good date idea for you? (laughs) Yeah, that's that's why it was a good date idea. I kept having to use it. (laughs) Like all of your dates come home and they'll, how was your, oh my God, how was your date? Tell me all about the guy. Well, uh, when we got back from the hospital, uh, (laughs) you bring a girl there and then she's just like, why is that girl with the eye patch at the snack bar glaring at you? Hey, uh, don't worry about it. She's she's an ex. It's fine. (laughs) Okay. I guess it's your turn. I'll stand directly Uh, behind you. Fits in with the pirate theme. It's not related. (laughs) Boom. Uh, Ha-cha-cha-cha. We brought some real Borscht Belt energy into this podcast. It's uh, thick. The borscht is thick. All right. Uh, this is the first, uh, this is the, the final one of the front nine. And that is the wedge. Uh, think of the wedge as uh, called the wedge because it sits just on top of the course. Think of it like cornhole in that the hole is on the ramp and it is, those things are infuriating. Meaning there's no way if you don't get it, if you don't get it on your, on the stroke, it is coming back to you. There's no way, uh, it's not, the choice isn't get it or get it a little closer. The choice is get it or it rolls past your feet and is further away than it was before. Yeah. Oh, there's nothing I feel like worse. This is the, yeah, this is the worst version of yeah. everything, all of the Animal Crossing <laughs> obstacles that we've <laughs> talked about. This yeah. one, these are the wedge is a nightmare. Out, yeah. Outside of accidentally smacking a parent in the face with your putter. There's nothing more embarrassing than hitting your ball up a hill and have it be short, either well short or just short. Maybe just mm-hmm. short is worse. And then have it roll back and back and back. And you see it sort of gaining momentum as it's heading back towards the rubber pad that you're supposed to use as a tee mm-hmm. until it until it is five holes back 
Like that is the way it, that is the way you lose balls yeah. more than anything else is it will roll yeah. back into like a shrub or mm-hmm. through a fence or or whatever. It's it's so you're so defeated because not only do, not only are you not good, but physics itself yeah. is conspiring to tell you this is not you. This is not what you do. Get out of here. Yeah, I have. I, I've never I've never kicked a ball into the hole as a gimme, but I have on the uh, receiving end of a wedge, spread my feet out as wide as they would go, and then, oops, it accidentally hit my foot when it rolled back down. (laughs) I have done that one. Damn. (laughs) I'm sure it was very convincing every time you did it. (laughs) The perfect crime. You figured it out. Just uh, just one more thing. You usually don't stand like that. You usually stand with your feet straight on. (laughs) The worst part was every time you did it, Mark, you turned to the people you were playing with and said, ain't I a stinker? <laughs> really? <laughs> Hang on, I gotta go inside and get a plastic cigar. <laughs> Which was really unnecessary because yeah. everyone saw you do it. Yeah, they knew it was happening. <laughs> All right, before we move on to the back nine where the real excitement begins, why don't we take a quick break and hear about some of the other fantastic podcasts on the Maximum Fun Network? Are you feeling elevated levels of anxiety? Do you quake uncontrollably, even thinking about watching cable news? Do you have disturbing nightmares, only to realize it's two in the afternoon and you're up? If you've experienced one or more of these symptoms, you may have FNO, news overload. Fortunately, there's treatment. Hi, I'm Dave Holmes, host of Troubled Waters. Troubled Waters helps fight FNO. That's because Troubled Waters stimulates your joy zone. On Troubled Waters, two comedians will battle one another for pop culture supremacy. So join me, Dave Holmes, for two, two, two doses of Troubled Waters a month. The cure for your news overload. Available on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Schmanners. Noun. Definition. Rules of etiquette designed not to judge others, but rather to guide ourselves through everyday social situations. Hello, Internet. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. Every week on Schmanners, we take a look at a topic that has to do with society or manners. We talk about the history of it. We take a look at how it applies to everyday life. And we take some of your questions. And sometimes we do a biography about a really cool person that had an impact on how we view etiquette. So join us every Friday and listen to Schmanners on MaximumFun.org or wherever podcasts are found. Manners, Schmanners. Get it? And we're back. All right. Let's move on to the back do we, nine. Do we agree, by the way, there was nothing in the front nine that we were, that we would take as a finalist? Uh, sorry, yeah. I was still considering whether or not I wanted to listen to Schmanners. <laughs> I got <this> right. <laughs> Oh, you um, weren't sold? You, you do on. want to listen to Schmanners. <laughs> you do. Of course you do. I, I hope we put a, we have a Schmanners ad in, uh, in this week. Well, we do. I'm calling, now. I'm really calling my shot on that yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, you really are. That's great. No, I, I listen to McElroy content. It's fine. I'm allowed to be on here, Jesse. It's fine. It's okay. <laughs> You're a Mac. Um, <laughs> I, I, th- I would say bridge. If anything, yeah. I would love to take something mm. for the back from the front nine, even if it's not going to win. I think the elegance of the bridge, uh, and the excitement that the bridge often entails, especially when there is an accompanying footpath bridge that goes along with it, mm-hmm. uh, is a yeah. lot of fun. 
I take and you the can bridge stylize it. It's it's very yeah. flexible. It can be like a medieval drawbridge. It could be a sort of a like a rope bridge, like Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. It could be whatever kind of bridge you want it to be. It could be the Brooklyn Bridge, for goodness sakes. I think that uh, I think that you make a really great point, Hal, in that one of the details or one of the criteria is that the details that you can add to a particular obstacle. You know what I mean? Right. You can't make a hill interesting. You can make a bridge interesting. And some of these that we have coming up are interesting on their own, but some of them are open to a million interpretations, which I think is kind of a fun uh, element of them for themed places. Uh, so let's move on to uh, the first hole of the back nine, hole number 10. This is one of my favorites. Putt-Putt actually did this one, and that is the cylinder. The mm-hmm. cylinder is, if you're looking at the hole, and the hole is always on two levels, Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're looking at a hole that's on two levels and you have multiple holes that you can hit it into on the top level, which go down through cylinders that shoot those out either close to or far away from the final hole. Yeah. Before mm-hmm. I saw the spreadsheet, this was mm-hmm. my pick. There's, yeah. and I, I'm going to ride or die for cylinder. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Which is something I did not think I was going to say. No, I feel you. But I think that, the I have the moment because you don't realize what's happening as a kid. Mm-hmm. You're just like, there's a hole here, and then there's the oh, where does it go? And then you run around and yeah. you're like, oh, there's a wrestling hole. Cool. Oh, and then you run back, and then someone does it, and then you need to run and watch it go. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, did yeah. you do the good one? Did you do the bad one? And then it's like where you are in the order also determines how it's just chance. Like, it's just yeah. where whatever order you're using to go uh, forward. I'm just having a moment where my dad definitely challenged us to a skins game in a putt-putt game. <laughs> and, like, that's just, like, <laughs> washed over me while I was describing this. I'm like, why would he do this? Why would I know what a skins game was when oh I was God. <laughs> Is your father John Daly? Do you want to just come out and say that now so that we can get it out of the way? <laughs> No, he's not John Daly. He's the commissioner of basketball, Adam Silver. Oh, that's right. That's right. right. I have to talk to him. I have some, I have some bones to pick with him. Yeah. I need to tell him to stop looking like Nosferatu when (laughs) talking to other people. Uh, (laughs) But yes, I cylinder truly is because of the level and the, you don't understand engineering yet and that it's just a cylinder, but like the wonder of it is something that I love the most. I think there's a plus for the cylinder and a minus for the cylinder. The minus for the cylinder is, do you think there's diminishing returns on the cylinder for a course that you return to? You know what I mean? Like if your local has a cylinder, the second time, third time, fourth time you play that course, you just know which hole to go to. Fair. But I would also say that in good cylinder courses, mm-hmm. the holes are close enough together that it's mm-hmm. possible for it's not easy. Right. And also, like, when playing putt-putt, have you nailed the thing you wanted to do? Of course. Of course. And I've also right. seen them that have a tumbler in them where it actually just goes into one hole at the top. And then oh. underground, it could split into any one of three. So you really don't know where it's going to come out. That's another fun variation on this. Uh, the plus, I think, for this one that all, I always loved as a kid was that game you mentioned, the running down and running back up and running down and running back up. And you would kind of do it as a group every time someone yes. at the top. It, it was like it's one of the only exciting moments for everybody 
in a mini golf game of like, guys, 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 how's about to putt on the one where you don't know where it's going to come out? And so you do the run up and run down. And as small a moment as that is, it's always a memorable one. Well, you follow the sound. When you hit it, you hear the, you hear it working its way through the pipes, which is a very satisfying, like it's, that's part of the mystery is you're solving it. You're like Sherlock Holmes for a second. If we follow this sound, we'll certainly find where the ball will deposit itself. But I do think I don't like the randomized aspect of it because that takes the challenge away. Mm-hmm. That says you, you can prefer you can hit a, a perfect you prefer shot. A, you've got these three holes and you know where I, it, I wanna, it goes. I want to know what I'm aiming for. Yeah. And there's always and, there's and, frequently a hard one and an easy one, too. Exactly. The easy one's going to drop. Sometimes it'll drop you down several levels. You'll go from the top level to the middle level. Mm-hmm. And then you have to hit it in another hole, and it's like another pair of holes. And one of the like, it becomes yes. a it, yes. the, the beauty of that system is it becomes a choose your own adventure. Yeah. So it is. It's without a doubt a finalist. Will it win? We don't know yet. I, look, I think at know. this point this is our clear contender. Yes, over the bridge. Like, I mean, we're, th- since we're going kind of linear in this. We can have them do battle with one another as they go. So there's only one Highlander at a time. I like that. I do like that. Mm. So right now the Highlander is the cylinder. Makes sense. Yeah. Scotland, the Highlands, inventors sure. of golf. First miniature golf course was 1867 in Scotland. And for the ladies, because it was uh, unseemly for a woman to raise a golf club above her waist. Bizarre. I know. Good thing there's no discrimination against women now. We fixed it. Yeah, thank it, goodness we fixed it. Thank goodness. High five, two other white dudes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next we have the, so the cylinder is the Highlander right now. Uh, hole number 11. Uh, hole number 11. This is one that is up to a million different interpretations. This is a shoot through. This is a basic. We're going to get to more of these later. This is a basic shoot through tunnel, which is an obstacle in the middle of the course with a small hole oh. on the front and a small exit hole on the back and some sort of tunnel in the middle. This is your get it in the clown's mouth. This is your, uh, the, you have to get it in through the doors of the barn. This is a great spot, I think, for a theming element. Like if it's He-Man themed, you've got to get it right down the middle of Castle Grayskull. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this is, this is the one that you can really play with. What do you guys think of the, the straight up shoot through tunnel? This one feels the most like a carnival game. In that, mm. I forget the name of the character I created earlier. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, uh, uh, bottle cap? No, uh, Giovanni? No. <laughs> yeah, Giovanni. <laughs> Giovanni Vincenzo, that yeah, runs, yeah. Who owns, that runs uh, who Mr. Owns Toad's Wild Mr. Ride. <laughs> sure. He's like, uh, no, the way... The, <laughs> I was just about to do Christopher Walken there. I don't I know I thought you are doing John Travolta. <laughs> <laughs> Vinny Barbarino's checking in. The way the way that we're gonna get people to stay is if we make it challenging. So we gotta <laughs> cut the hole really small. Oh uh, yeah. So I feel like there was never a reason yeah. to go for the middle one. You always needed to go around, and mm. then it might as well just be blocks. Yeah. Also, I think of uh, something that counts against this type of obstacle is that it never works on its own. It's mm. it's just a pipe. It's just a hole in a statue. This, what, what the statue is only affects the theming. It doesn't do anything to add to the challenge, really. And it's nice mm-hmm. to look at. I, I, the people who design this stuff are, they, they do very good work, but it doesn't work as well unless you have a bridge or a ramp or a jump or something, right. something to add to the degree of difficulty. It's rarely, and it, and if it has that, it becomes really challenging and you want to go around. If it doesn't have it, then it just doesn't feel exciting. Like, all right, you want me to just shoot for that hole in a piece of wood? 
mm-hmm. not I'm gonna I'm about to do that the other way when I get to the end and try and hit it into that hole. Yeah. So this does not knock the cylinder off the top slot. I no, I just don't think there, so. The shoot through tunnel is going to get three more chances based on other elements that are added to it. I don't know if you could tell that this was from the Great Depression, but we have four tunnels. <laughs> we have four tunnel <laughs> obstacles we're going to talk about. <laughs> oh, the next two the next two are the most uh, we can talk about them together. 12 and hole 12 and hole 13 uh because they're basically the same thing. It is just a wall of chains, the chain wall just dangles over which which what it does is it creates a bunch of tiny obstacles mm-hmm. that are mm-hmm. movable but barely so that's the chain wall the other version of the chain wall is the tire dodger which is like a chain wall but with tires attached to the ends of the chains the exact same concept which yeah. is just you know this one seems to harken back the most to the great depression this is just an obstacle that's going to get in the way of the thing. Not really, not much more than blocks at this. Just fancy version of blocks. But they move I a little. These. I yeah. hate them so much. They're but so... you can you can see they're on chains, so they're fancy. Yeah. yeah. I got the good chains from the back. <laughs> I, use, oh. I put the tires on the good chains. <laughs> like, <laughs> look, I know we all three love tacky mini golf courses. Mm-hmm. Sure. But there's a line, I think. Yeah, this is the, I might, I might step on barbed wire at this course if they've got the, the tire dodger and the chain wall. Hey, Mark. Uh-huh. What <laughs> post-apocalyptic <laughs> mini golf course did you go to as a child? <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you where, oh, this is a good point to bring this up. The way that I found all of these was, I, I did a couple of internet searches, but then I went down a bit of a rabbit hole of catalogs of companies that build miniature golf oh, courses. Yeah. Oh, and wow. weirdly, all of them have the chain wall and the tire dodger. Cause it's cheap. It's, it's cheap. It's gotta yeah. be cheap. It's cheap and it's big and flashy. Yeah. Is it? So, I mean, it's, it's big definitely... and flashy. That's the adjective in the catalog. Mark's reading from the catalog. Yeah. Big, flashy, oh, chain. Guys, I, I grew apologize. up with putt putt. Remember? That would have been and the catalogs. biggest, flashiest thing at the whole putt putt and catalogs. Um, and I only, I only speak catalog. Welcome to the I... Sears Roebuck mini golf course <laughs> where Mark is the champion. No, mom, see, look, these chains, they're big and flashy. Look. <laughs> So it's neither the chain wall nor the tire dodger. There's one. I'm going to add an element. So let's move on to hole 14. I'm adding an element to hole 14 because there is one that somehow I missed. I wrote it down on another list. I missed it on this. Uh, so we're going to have two elements in this one. The spiral channel, which I think is uh, that's more of a help than a hindrance. Mm. It's when, it, and really this can count for any sort of thing where the course narrows and sort of channels your ball into a specific place that it wants it to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'll say that for this course, the reason that it is doing that is for uh, another challenge, which is the loop, the loop. I don't know how I missed uh, the loop, the loop on this. Let's say that this is a spiral channel rare. into a loop, the loop. I don't see loop those. Loop, the loop very is rare. Loop the, it's in all of the catalogs. <laughs> yeah, well, 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 then I don't also know cheap. why we don't see it on every street corner. No, I know. I just think that's a, that's it was for some of these were in ridiculous the catalog yeah no, no mom i allowed to look on the internet anymore mark i'm come sorry on, man you I gotta hate, take dude, it away i was scouring i was scouring carny catalogs all afternoon 
no, mom, you have to understand it's two loops for the price of one. Yeah. <laughs> Mark has a gross of spider rings on the way to his apartment right now. Ooh, spider ring. That's the villain in our all the toys from the yeah. bin. <laughs> we all bat sticky hands, ba- uh, Super Bowl, uh, finger cuffs. We all battle spider ring. That's right. This is the spider ring. It's a bunch of villains. So these are fun. These are rare. This doesn't beat the cylinder. Mm-hmm. I do like loop de loop. I really loop de loop's fun. It's a fun challenge. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think that it's combined with one of these other ones because mm-hmm. it's you're doing a challenge that doesn't necessarily change the trajectory of your ball, which I think is mm-hmm. cool. Is that like it's going forward and then there's the loop and then it keeps going forward. So yeah. it does add an element of spice on top of the thing. But I don't think I think this is like the highlight of a chintzy putt putt. Yeah place yeah. and, which and you can get only... for 10 payments of 995 it's it's on back order but it's gonna ship as soon as it's you'll get an alert when oh, it's when it's ready order. for you it's in stock Bane of my existence I, I wonder if a criteria should be and i think this would apply to a loop-de-loop is mm-hmm. generally you you would only see that on like 16 17 18 Maybe you see it in the middle if that's where they put the most difficult hole. But I feel like the loop-de-loop is a late game because it's all warming up to whatever the 18th hole is where they give Mm -hmm. you a practically impossible shot that if you make it into the specific container that they they tell you to, you get a free game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And it's a big deal. An alarm goes off and you feel so good and everybody has to turn and look at you and you get attention, which is all you want. Maybe that's why you hit your mom with the golf club. Maybe just for a second. How, how, you wanted everyone to look at you. How, how, here, put this on your neck. Put this, put this compress on your neck. So cold. So cold. I feel so calm. You feel okay? (laughs) Yeah, I do. Thank you. You want a tasty cake? I do want a tasty cake. Do I get a tasty cake? Yes, you get a tasty cake. Yes. Oh, hey guys, did I miss anything in the podcast recording? <laughs> oh, no. No, we're and fine. My Zoom flickered for a second. Oh, no, <laughs> we're, uh, everything's fine. Everything, yeah, our everything's Zoom's fine. flickered too. It's weird. Oh, yeah. It's weird. Oh. All right. So it, the next it, it three. Was the weirdest part was that Mark was reaching off screen holding a tasty cake and then Hal grabbed the tasty <laughs> cake from out of his video. <laughs> that was weird. Yeah, we've Charlie Chaplin the internet. Yeah, we figured it out. Oh man. man, who is your producer? That's wild. Ken Plume, producer Ken, Ken Plume, <laughs> who's silently listening to this. We're probably playing with all this toy. I feel like I like to imagine that while he's off camera and off mic, and we're recording this, that he's staging battles with all of his toys. Man, those and that that could be some epic battles. Oh, like death. every <laughs> Many every, lives are every lost. power in the comic book world is represented in that battle. It's the, it's Endgame. He could do all of Endgame. There are yeah, 900 yeah. Spider-Men, all Peter Parkers. <laughs> and they're all fighting Spider-Ring all at the same time. Oh, yeah, we got to get right. in there, the guys. What are we Spider-Man. doing? Why are we sitting here? <laughs> Someone needs to bring us 12 tickets and then we can fight. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. I'm lumping again. Now I'm just lumping uh, ones in together mm. because these are very, these are all three similar. Hole 15, hole 16, hole 17. Hole 15 is the windmill. Hole 16 is the pendulum. Hole 17 is the paddle wheel. All three basically exactly the same thing in that it is a motorized obstacle that adds a timed element to it. With the windmill, it's spinning like a clock. Uh, I, that's also, you, you know, clocks they do that with and wheels. The windmill being the one that you think of. 
quickest. Uh, the pendulum, I've seen grandfather clock. I've seen like big axe, like pit in the pendulum style. Uh, that swings in front of the hole. And the paddle wheel is an interesting one, I think. Imagine a windmill, but turned in line. So instead of perpendicular, it is in line with the golfer. So the wheel is spinning, not like a tire on a car, but more like the, uh, the dollar wheel on the price is right. Make sense? Mm. Yes. Yes. Have you ever, I, I love all of these. The windmill, windmill is an iconic. Absolutely. Probably the most iconic of these. Doesn't mean it's the best, but it is right. the most iconic. And the idea is not only do you have to have the right timing, but that each of these will punish you for having incorrect timing. It will sweep mm-hmm. the ball away for the yep. inline. It will knock it back at you. Except I feel like every single mini golf course I've been to that has one of these, mm-hmm. when it makes contact with the ball, the ball all of a sudden becomes juggernaut from X-Men and, <laughs> and the thing just whatever the thing is catches and then it becomes the noise the motor makes is like a, an old dog like like kind of trying to like win it just like like you're uh, saying it ca- like it catches uh, the windmill and prevents it from spinning the windmill just stops and it's no. like it's br- you're breaking his arm I I, I don't I, there has to be Hell, at some stop point. stop it. He said <laughs> sorry. <laughs> You've been looking for it. Now you're going to get it. I, I wonder if there's a point. There has to be a point at which it's brand new and it is knocking stuff out of the way that it, like, it is a world. It's like Patrick Waugh just pretending, protecting the net, knocking stuff back. And it be, that makes it even more of a challenge. But by the time we got to it, Mm-hmm. Which may have been a week after it was installed. It was, <laughs> it was all, it was just like an old rubber band where there's no stretch and it feels like it's going to break at any point. Have, has anybody had like a fresh one that really knocks it back? Mm. I've not had the experience that you've had. I've gotten it knocked back more often. I mean, I've, I don't recall specifically a, wow, that was forceful windmill, but like it, it never <laughs> broke the windmill in that way. I like, yeah. But I see how, I mean, I, it makes sense because if, if you're not, you know, if you're not putting a high quality motor into a thing that is designed to get hit with golf balls and golf clubs from frustrated people who are frustrated by the thing that you are doing and designed to do to frustrate people, I get how those things could get broken all the time. Mm-hmm. Sure. I feel like in the catalog, it's like you're looking. <laughs> Ooh, I'm listening. It's like you're looking at like an Aeropostale catalog or you're looking at like American Eagle or like one of those places or Hollister. It's uh, like pre-distressed <laughs> obstacles. <laughs> <laughs> this windmill comes worn in. Yeah. I'd like the acid washed grandfather clock, please. <laughs> yeah. It's also like it's the ball's not coming in hot. You're not hitting it that hard. But yeah, I, the number of times that one of those obstacles has just gotten stuck under it. Like they're just both slow enough to meet, which is also frustrating. Is like, oh, I thought I had the timing down. I definitely did it. But out of these, out of these three, I think paddle wheel is probably the most challenging. Yeah. But I, I think I like the windmill. The windmill's so classic. If I if I don't see a windmill on a mini golf course, it's I it's sad. It makes me sad. Yeah. Or yeah. some sort of wheel. I don't. It doesn't necessarily have to be a windmill for me. Yeah. But I do like a big spinning thing. What else do you like? I like a timed obstacle. I've seen the wheel, like I've seen in like a carnival themed one. I've uh-huh. seen the wheel where it will like have, you know, 
assorted things sticking off. I've seen like a ship's wheel before. You know, okay. it's an easy it's an easy thing to theme to whatever your park is, and it spins. I think. I mean, I think of these three, the windmill is. Yeah, in Mister Toad's Wild Ride, this which is now Cajun themed <laughs> in my head, there's a riverboat casino that is yeah. this. Yeah. Oh, we're doing the paddle wheel. I assume oh. that's what I assumed you were talking about when you said, well, I guess it depends which way you're spinning it. Like if yeah, you're so the windmill, the windmill is cutting you off, uh, this way. I'm doing a hand motion. It's on a, a perpendicular, perpendicular yeah. on a perpendicular, pa- uh, um, right. On a perpendicular uh, plane. Right. The paddle wheel is spinning toward you. So, uh, if you miss and you wind up hitting the paddle, it will kick your ball back to you. Right. I feel like the paddle wheel, though, going back to what we were talking about, the bridge requires a lot of water, which is mm-hmm. a big, very big feature in mini golf. Cause like, right. yo, check out all the rivers we got also while you're playing mini golf. <laughs> so you have the water that's going into the paddle wheel. That oh no, the paddle wheel doesn't have water going through it. Oh, well, I've seen some, some that do. Oh, you have, some, oh, you, yeah. you have. Oh, Sometimes it looks like it. a bunch of lollipops too, where it's like, just here are some colored discs. Man, this I, your courses are better than the one that my brain made up with this uh, dry. You had a whole catalog, Mark. I know I had a whole catalog. I had three, four, five catalog, and I didn't even think to put water in the paddle wheel. <laughs> I feel like the sorry, one I guys. keep coming back to is pirate themed. That feels like the most classic mm-hmm. to me yeah. in my yeah. head. Like either there's like regular, which just mm-hmm. has like a, a melange of whatever's in the catalog. Assorted animals and yeah, yeah. exactly. Like hey, that's then, the dinosaur next to the knight. You're like, man, okay. <laughs> I guess, yeah, I guess they kind of fit together. But yeah. where does the windmill come in? <laughs> Third act problems. Yeah. But with the pirate, I there's one that really sticks out to me. There's a really good pirate ship one in mm-hmm. uh, Lake Placid, New York that I've been to recently. Mm-hmm. And next, the reason why I keep thinking about it, because they use a lot of water in that. But next to each hole is the story of this real pirate that existed in the 1800, in like the 17, 1800s. Oh, and I like, love that. It's really like very, it's kind of dry. Like you're reading a Wikipedia page, but then you're like, Oh, they got scurvy like four times in <laughs> four of these 18 holes. There was a rebellion and then someone died because of injuries. Oh, I love the idea of going through. Yeah. You get a whole history story along. There's something to read while the other golfers going. Oh, this is, they're speaking my language with this it's pirate like- history themed mini golf. Hey, do you know after they took over the Black Pearl, like eight people died of sepsis? <laughs> so wild, right? Uh, anyway, this one's a two par. <laughs> <laughs> no, you gotta go. You gotta go through the skull. <laughs> I will agree. I think windmill takes it. Windmill, yeah. I did have a question as we're nearing the end, and I want to mm-hmm. prolong the 18th hole, like everybody sure. does on the 18th sure. hole. Uh, you don't want to get there. I would love to have a quick conversation about the show Holy Moly. Do y'all know about that? I love it. Oh my God. It's so fun. It's all my greatest, my, what I want most in the entire world uh-huh. is to go on that show and win <laughs> and have Rob Riggle scream, ah, this guy, he's just taking her on and scream things about how it's, I'm doing. Yeah. It's just Rob Riggle <laughs> scream. It, it, the Rob Riggle screaming is the best part of the show, but they have sure. come up with some. Have you seen the, uh, my favorite one is the, uh, Portageon run. Mm, have you seen yeah. this? They have like 10 Portageons in a row, each with a person inside. 
and there's an on a cue, they all open their doors and the golfer has to hit the ball and then run past the doors before every single one of the doors opens. It, and it it's hilarious incredible. to watch people get smacked with Porta John doors and fall into the water. It is such a combination of putt putt golf and uh, wipeout, which yeah. I cannot believe anyone has come up with before. Also, Hal, do you know yeah. Steph Curry produced it and just shows up randomly? <laughs> oh my yes, <laughs> it's <laughs> he does. I've seen the animated Steph Curry on there. I haven't seen actual Steph Curry. I guess it was yeah, a COVID thing that he's, it he's was, recording yeah. from home. So they do animated Steph Curry, too. Oh, my God. Watching Steph Curry the night of the NBA draft lottery was incredible because it it's on some kind of delay where, you know, his team gets the second pick, which you think he'd be excited about. And he's just sort of staring ahead, like waiting to be cued to do something. Oh, God. And that's how I imagine him in Holy Moly. That's the Steph Curry I, I imagine. Is Waiting too just, long and then jumping in with the laugh. Staring in the middle distance. Oh, my God. It really that's is. I like my he, all it is about is about him bragging about how good he is at golf while Rob Riggle is yelling at him. <laughs> <laughs> just like, but also, that's what I want all of my sports to be. Yeah. Like, that is the pinnacle of sport <laughs> is really just like distilling the things that I love the most, which is like the stars being so weird and quirky and not phototelegenic. And then like the characters coming in and like oh. really just amping it up and yelling and like making jokes about all of it. So I would love to be on Holy Moly. I think it's so good. I think it's, it's, it, it, it truly is like the pinnacle of what I love about sport. Yeah. When people dress like a video game oh, avatar, God. they're yeah. like, yeah, you know what? I, I have long hair. I'm going to just put it straight up. And you're like, why? Cause why not? It's I'm going to be on moly. TV. Yeah, I'm going to be on TV. The Until I hit the water, me. my hair is going to go straight up. Yeah, you won't know 50? my name or my family or what I do or yeah. even what I did on the show. You will only remember my hair, but at least you'll remember me. That's right. 50% of the people on that show are adorable, and I'm so happy they're there. And the uh. other 50% are the worst people at a bar <laughs> when you go and just want to have a chill time at like 6 p.m. on a Friday. Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> like, like they're the one queuing up like terrible music on a jukebox and like talking loudly about their Miata. Like, I'm just like, what? I hate you so much. And now you're wearing like red, white and blue America shorts. Like, please uh, yeah. leave me alone. Baxter Thomas the fifth, who thinks that he's the king of mini golf and has been wearing a crown outside in cold LA in October Oof. for five hours. Yeah. Like, shut up. <laughs> it's the, the popped collar is usually a giveaway with those guys. That's how you yeah. know. Yeah. That's how you know. It's also Polo the crown. <laughs> oh, God. And also, yeah, also the crown that he's wearing. Yeah. Going into the 18th hole. Would it be fair to say that uh, the two contenders we have right now, or do you want to do this battle right now? If we're if we said Highlander rules before, windmill has to battle cylinder right now. Let let's do eighteen because I don't think eighteen is going to win because Hal just said he hates it and that whole thing about attention, and then he blacked out for thirty minutes, and then you gave right. him a tasty cake. You that said you didn't cake. see that. You said you didn't <laughs> see, and you the, said yeah. it blipped. Oh. <laughs> oh. it's been five years. The blip. <laughs> I think we should discuss that, and then we can come, and then we can go back because we definitely. I feel <laughs> like we. What? Have I don't know what you're else. talking about. We ne- that never did that happen. That, that you know <laughs> what? That was the glitch. That was the glitch. Like were you were you watching it through like Cinemax snow haze? <laughs> you were trying to watch it through that. Yeah, you don't know what you saw. 
Yeah. I was on a tape delay and waiting to re- <laughs> just Also, we gaslight you. all of our guests. <laughs> Good. Nice. Yeah. Me and Zachary Levi. Right now. Me oh. and Zachary Levi now have two things in common. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Is he also that like whatchamacallits? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I was also called Chuck there for a while. Oh, see? There you go. That was the best joke I could think of. I didn't think you would call me on the second one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you guys ready for the 18th? <laughs> yeah. All right. Yes. Yeah. The 18th hole for this particular one, there are assorted versions. It's always or frequently a, you know, knock it in here and get a free shot. But those are more combinations of the other elements that we've had so far. Right. That's a shoot through tunnel with a bridge and a wedge at the end. You know what I mean? That th- mm. that's more of a combo thing. This was one that I love. One that I went to once had one of these and I loved it. Uh, and that's a bullseye basket. The bullseye basket is where you are not attempting to get it into a hole. The whole big, th- there is just a giant. Oh, it's just a giant bullseye with different stroke values on the bullseye. Right. So if you hit it right in the middle, that's a hole in one. But what it does is, and there's a, a net around it and a basket. So it's makes it easy for the mini golf course to collect all the balls at the end. You just smack it. It hits the bullseye or it hits wherever it hits. That's how many strokes you get for that hole. It's a one stroke hole. If you get a good one, you get a good one. If you don't, you're done. It's like, you know, what's your putt out usually? Six? We always had six as ours. Yeah. Like five yeah. or six. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, nope, it's a six if you don't hit the thing. Uh, what do you think of these where it's not golf at all on the last hole? Alyssa, I, I'm all for non-traditional. Like, yeah. that's very interesting. And it reminds you that once you're done, you're going to have to go back and play ski ball and trying to win enough sticky hands to give all to your friends. So I think that there's some nice synergy. It is yeah. really the liminal space between the mini golf and the arcade. There is also a ski ball version of this where instead of hitting targets on a bullseye, it actually looks like a ski ball. So you hit your ball once and whichever cup it lands in, yep. that's the number that's of cool. strokes that you get called for that hole. That is also a standard one. Sometimes yeah. there are three different mm-hmm. ramps. And if you hit the, the, you can go in one ramp, but it's still, it becomes like a Plinko where there are just different shoots. Right. The Plinko like ramps are fun too. Yeah. The, the, mm. the problem I have with any final hole is that it's mm. the final hole. And you really only get one shot at it. The the, the yeah. only time you get to do yeah. it again is when it doesn't go far enough up the ramp and comes back down. It's a so carnival game. The final hole's a carnival, a carnival game. game. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's meant for you to not succeed. And every, as opposed to being obstacles that you can overcome, mm-hmm. I don't like that you only get one shot. I hate that I li- like, all right, goodbye, golf ball. We've been through a lot these past 45 minutes, but <laughs> I guess it's goodbye forever wherever you end up. Yeah, it's kind of sad. Like Especially if you fought for that color. Yeah. 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 And he spent like 10 minutes trying to fish it out of the river. With so the they didn't have to pay the six bucks. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What am I made of six dollars? <laughs> All right. So, so as fun as the final carnival one is, it's not that. Let me pose a question to you guys. As we have two contenders left, tell me which you think is more important. Mm. The iconic nature of the windmill. Like you see a windmill, you think mini, or I see a windmill, or I think of a mini golf course, I see a windmill. The iconic nature of the windmill, the, the, the sort of not storied past of it, but the connotations of it and the fun level that it provides where it's fairly high. Do you think that trumps the 
very high fun level and almost weird game of chess that is the cylinder in the middle of the uh, of the course. Mm. <sighs> All right, the I'm going to shoot my- not flashy. Right. I'm going to shoot myself in the foot here a little bit mm-hmm. and admit something to you. What's that? Mark. Oh, yes. When I when Hal sent me the spreadsheet that you so beautifully laid out, and I don't know if uh-huh. you know, it's just so it's so pretty and has periods and everything. I handle my I was looking through it and you did a really good job of explaining the descriptions and like being mm-hmm. as as clinical as possible as you copied and pasted from the catalog. I can only assume uh, but, but, but no, I did. I did have to. I did have to unbias a lot of them. I did try to unbias them. It, yeah, all of them started with "wowie" at the beginning. Yeah, you had to remove that. You had to remove uh, really fun from each one. Oh super neat. Yeah. Showed, co- control F. Super neat. <laughs> a super neat, super steep uh, ramp with a hole at the eye top. catcher. Um, (laughs) i did say oh how i want to add one and then i realized that you were talking about cylinder Mm -hmm. because there's like no way for you to describe it i tried to describe it to my partner amanda and i'm like Mm -hmm. oh it's the one where you hit it in the hole and it goes down one and then it goes down another one like there's no phrase for it Mm -hmm. even though it's as ubiquitous on the course it is definitely not as well known right you able to describe it as the windmill but if you're but if you're playing if you've ever played miniature golf you know the cylinder right you know if you know if you've ever played you know how fun it is it's just not as visually it's not the flag of the nation of mini golf in the way that the windmill is right i think no, sorry. I already I no, explained no, I too much about my thing. Please. No, no, yeah, I want to hear, hear, you, hear your summary. I think going back to the original thing I said at the beginning, which mm-hmm. was uh, Silas Mini Golf, inventor of mini golf, mm-hmm. on the fifth story of his beautiful <laughs> golf mansion, looking sure. down on uh-huh. you, and you're playing the cylinder, and he goes, mm, yes. Fun but challenging. A game of chance and chess. <laughs> ball chess. It's golf ball chess. Yeah. I feel like that's the one. Because again, with a windmill, mm-hmm. much like what we talked about with uh all of the tunnels, is that you could there's probably a way to go around it if you don't want to mm-hmm. deal. And you will probably only get one or two strokes more. Because yeah. when you do the windmill, unless it does have the channel which most of the time it doesn't, you are not guaranteed the hole in one. If you get it through the right. windmill on the first time, you will probably get a two because it went too hard and then it went off the lip and then it went like five feet in the left. Right. But if you go around the windmill, you probably will get a three because you went around and then to go to the, the green green and then you mm-hmm. hit it in. And like, I just don't think while it, if you mess up the cylinder, you either get a hole in one when gravity and the powers that be and yeah. engineering, which you didn't know about when you were 10, pushed your ball towards that or you might get a four because something stopped up the tube you were in or you're so far away or whatever. Or like your ball, even though you hit it in the right one, didn't go in the other hole because it didn't slope in properly. So like the 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 toughness to success is still cylinder if we're talking best mm-hmm. because usually with mini golf it's more fun even if it's not on the on the flag it's yeah. the most fun probably is best yeah i think i think this is a no brainer 
what you said it you really got in my head when you said it was on the flag and it was the most important because then uh, like i think i didn't say it was necessarily the most important this is the most iconic Mm, right I think it's cylinder, but I'm feeling sw- I keep there's the nagging in my head that like there's a traditionalist out there that's gonna get in the comments. Yeah, I'm being like, well, windmill. Look, we oh, did we yeah, did best yeah. MCU character and we picked Iron Man. I'm pretty sure we're allowed a cylinder. That's true. Uh, also, uh, this is a zero sum game. You will get you will catch crap no matter <laughs> what you say. <laughs> So I'm going to be like, you didn't say the one where there's just a stack of Dixie cups. <laughs> <laughs> this used to be such a good podcast. And yeah, that person is a young Jim Neighbors. I don't know, I don't know how they time traveled forward to somehow start listening to this, but it happened and we have to deal with it now. I think yeah. it's, it's weird. I agree. There's something really fun to the cylinder, which is the dumbest and worst name for this possible. I'd rather call it the ant farm. I'm going to see if there's another name for it while you're talking. Not yeah, that I'm check it. Why don't you check a sixth catalog and see if you can find a new name for it there? <laughs> but the only part of it that gives me pause is if I went to a golf course and there was no cylinder or whatever new name Mark will find mm-hmm. for it that's way better than cylinder, it would be a bummer, but I would imagine that there are going to be other things. There'd be some combination of like speed bumps and hills and inclines and banks and those sort of rounded corners. We have to hit it up high to get the right arc to to send it where it needs to go. But if there were no windmill, it would feel like something was missing. I don't know if that makes it the best, but it Mm -hmm. that's the part that nags at me because I, I do agree with you, Eric, like the the challenge of it. I, I do like to know which one I'm going for. I don't like when it's, when it's just here's three of them and see if you can figure out where it goes. Cause, but I, I also get it from a business standpoint because it's telling you, oh, you figured it out. Now you're going to have to come play again at some point mm-hmm. because you're not going to get to do it now because the family with nine kids that keeps asking if they can play through is, uh, <laughs> is going to be there hot on your heels. Uh, what I'm realizing now is what I'm thinking about because Mark has explained the Dust Bowl version of a mini golf course <laughs> to us that apparently he frequented in his childhood in yeah. 1955 Oklahoma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Next to the old Airstream. You've been. <laughs> yeah, everyone knows. Go and, mini golf. And the thing that I like the most about mini golf is levels. I like going mm-hmm. up and I like going down because it demonstrates like craftsmanship and like it's fun if it's going all the way it's very one's very long and then you need to go up and down and sliding why i kind of like the ramp and why i like the fact that there is a river is like you're doing more than just throwing some astroturf down Mm -hmm. so when how what you said was is there cylinder or is there windmill yeah you can have a windmill if you just have like a hundred square feet in some astroturf and then you find a pendulum somewhere, but you can't do that if you you can't do that without levels, which involves like a lot of like building and construction, which yeah. I think is the hallmark of a good mini golf course, one that I will go to a bunch of times is that even if I mm-hmm. know it and be like, oh no, this is actually really fun, this is the one where it goes all the way up. And then you need to walk all the way, blah, blah, blah. Because, like, I've been to mini golf courses where the cylinder is, like, two stories, Mm -hmm. you know? And, like, that's really cool. So I think that I would be more bummed if there was no cylinder because it was just super flat. And, yeah, I guess it's it's glow in the dark or whatever. But 
I mean, like, well, I avoided something because I'm so good at timing. Like, that's not <laughs> fun necessarily. <laughs> I think I agree with you, Eric. Is this mm-hmm. a consensus, Mark? I think this is, yeah, I think this is a consensus. I don't have an official name for it. I couldn't find one. Um, but, uh, I'm just going to give you a couple of possibilities, uh, yeah. since you didn't like the cylinder. Um, the mini McDonald Playland tunnel. <laughs> The Subway Scrambler. The Tunnel of Chance. Ooh, hello. Or uh, the simply alliterative Tunnel Tubes. Mm. Tunnel Tubes sounds like something that you need to get a shot for. And it's going to hurt really bad in your muscles (laughs) for a while. Got to get a stent. Yeah. You got to do it. Oh, man. I had too many bratwursts and I had to go get a couple of Tunnel Tubes. You know what I mean? (laughs) We're definitely calling it Tunnel Tubes now. There's nothing else to call it. <laughs> I, I do like Tunnel Tubes. I like Tunnel, tunnel of Chance too, but it is Tunnel yeah. Tubes. Yeah. yeah. For I, I even levels. I was thinking about levels. Mm-hmm. Is like or level tubes or something. Level, I actually have. Uh, I, I I cut it short, but I also had level tunnels and level tubes. Oh, there you go. I should be writing these catalogs. You then should. Mark will I, be on I, my look, payroll. No, no, no. I had catalog brain. I was like, eh, look, uh, level tubes brain. is good, but what's alliterative? You also what can I put a TM next to? Tunnel tubes. Hey, oh, this is some super fancy, really neat. Oh, wow. Oh, two loops in one. Uh, but, Mom, we got to get them. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just have one tunnel tube. You have to have the whole set. Yeah. Look, there's you two loop the loops. Tunnel tubes. <laughs> People of the world, we set out on this obstacle course we call life together. <laughs> And there were twists and turns and bumps and windmills along the way. But it was the tunnel tubes that got us to the promised land. They're great. They, I, I love the idea of the craftsmanship that they, they display. That puts it over for me. They're fun. They're challenging. It's exciting every step of the way. Even the, the thrill the, uh, you want to talk about the analog of sports. That is the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat in one obstacle. And you enjoy it no matter which you get. Because you know the next time you can do yet better at the tunnel tubes. It's the best obstacle in a mini golf course asked and answered. Bam. Yeah. Eric Silver, thank you for coming on the show. This was super fun. Yeah. Tell the folks about Multitude Studios. I absolutely will. First, I want to say one last joke was that tunnel tubes feels like something that people on the football team called me. (laughs) (laughs) I was, I said it and I said, agreed to it. And then I was like, something doesn't feel right. (laughs) Nope. Knock him out. Tunnel tubes. Uh, My my name is Jeremy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wonderful. Yes. The Voltadude collective are a bunch of podcasts that work together to make shows about things that we love and showing off how much that you can love them too. We want you to come into the things that we love the most and welcome you to and have, have fun with all of that. So we have a bunch of shows. You can find us in multitude.productions, but you can find the show that I'm on, Join the Party, which I think is the best sounding and most successful Dungeons and Dragons podcast out there. I'm the Dungeon Master. Uh, we are on our second campaign, which is, it has 11 episodes right now. So you can totally binge all those and then go back to our first campaign. It's a superhero, like modern day campaign. Cool. Where like a, a Lake Placid type, small like lake town, a scientist discovered a new clean energy element element that turned that of course had supernatural and super heroic uh consequences and now it's there's a city the size of portland where up like in upstate new york 
like right like a cool like m- metropolis uh, that that buffalo is really pissed exists oh and it's like there's a, it's a superhero it. game in that city and it's a lot of fun so let's join the party that's awesome i'm really proud of it it's so much fun to run we're playing another session tomorrow and i'm just i'm so stoked on it yeah and you can follow me at uh i'm l silvero el underscore s-a-l-v-e-r-o that is my name if i was a lucha libre wrestler and you find me on twitter because i'm always on twitter and i want you to say nice things so that like the dopamine drip happens <laughs> look that's what twitter's for right well this sounds very cool i'm definitely going to join the party i am new to D, but i am very much enjoying it so a podcast game where I can listen passively and just be like, nope, I'm just going to figure out better versions of how this works than what I know how to do. Well, I, if you're new to the game, we actually can teach people how to play Dungeons and Dragons. We have two episodes in our first campaign where we like popped in to be like, here's what we're doing and here's how to play Dungeons and Dragons. So like, if you want to try to teach or learn more about how to play the game, you can listen to those first two episodes. It's like boldly marked as beginners start here. So Look, that helps. I'm down. I'm beginner plus. I'm not quite to intermediate minus yet, but either way, I'm very excited to check out the show and to check out everything that the collective is doing. That sounds very cool. Thank you. And stay safe in, uh, in Brooklyn. Uh, and thanks for doing this, uh, from the other side of the country. Ain't Zoom grand. It is. It's so nice zooming with other people and recording and doing that and. It's like, I just want to record my conversations and then edit them down to be better conversations. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's podcasting. That's podcasting. (laughs) Podcasting, folks. My conversations are great, but we need a Ken Plume. Yeah. (laughs) This topic is closed, but there are many more topics to discuss. So please reach out to us on Twitter at We Got This Tweets or you can email us at We Got This Podcast at gmail.com. Go to our Facebook group. Talk about your favorite mini golf memories and if you hit my mother in the face with a golf club shame on you facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash we got this podcast thank you to producer ken plume researcher kate mcmanus graphic designer uri kelman and qa engineer jen alba and thanks of course to our musicians jonathan dinerstein and mike Furman for our score and theme song respectively and thanks to you the people of the world with whom we want to go out on as soon as we can on 18 holes of fantastic miniature silliness, the likes of which we got to talk about today with our new friend, Eric Silver. And that's all thanks to you. So thank you, thank you, thank you. For Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Gagliardi. And for Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Lublin. And don't worry, everybody. We got this. We got this. And I'm Vin Vincenzo. And you should come <laughs> to my golf course. It's Mr. Goes Wild Ride. Oh, my God. Oh, man. <laughs> So good. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.